Karen refuses to move her stroller from emergency road and threatens to fire me. So my boss makes her look stupid. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. So first, backstory. I work for a company that does LARP-based events, birthday parties mostly, but also quite a few company trips and other general weird events. And every year, we attend several medieval fairs, as they provide excellent advertisement for the company and are a lot of fun for us crew. So my job at this medieval fair was to coordinate our archery with foam arrows and hammer and rock throwing which was located right beside one of the three taverns on the market. Now, there being a tavern meant there also had to be several emergency roads, one of which leads right between my area and that of another activity of ours. So, to the story. I was standing there teaching some kids how to use a bow and arrow, all well and good, with the emergency road being fairly packed. But that's no biggie since should there be an emergency, the people can get moved really quite quickly. We're just not allowed to block it with anything. As the kid finishes his turn having an absolute blast shooting arrows, I look over and notice someone from the tavern tent come walking towards me. Quite naturally, I walk towards him and apologize to the next in line that they'll have to wait a moment. The guy looks displeased to say the least and I immediately get ready for an earful but fortunately, it wasn't my fault. He had just spoken with the safety team and the fire road was too blocked. So I turn to look and I see the problem. The road was fairly busy, but in the middle of it all, I see a woman sitting in a camping chair with a baby stroller next to her. And based on her haircut, facial expression, and style of clothing, I began to see a massive sign above her head with the name Karen written on it. Because Lord Almighty, she looked like one. Now, with the way my area and the one next to me was made, we have a dead zone in between us. An area that can't really be used for anything and is just kind of there. So, me being the smarty boy that I am, I think to myself, if I move Karen over there into the dead zone, problem solved. So, I go over to her and of course start off with, Excuse me, ma'am. What, shouldn't you be doing your job and get this line done with? Well, yes, I should, but first, I need you to move your stroller over there. Why? I'm sitting perfectly fine here and I want to watch my boy when he shoots. Ma'am, you'll be perfectly capable of watching him over there. And why do I have to move? Because, ma'am, this is an emergency road and your chair and stroller is in the way. But there isn't an emergency now, is there? No, but that doesn't matter, ma'am. The road is in case there is one. You listen here. You just do your job or I'll report you for harassment and get you fired. I know the man who runs this show. She didn't clarify whether she meant just our little area, where I happen to be on very good terms with my boss, or the whole market, where I also happen to be on good terms with the people on top. Ma'am, I don't really care who you know. I've gotten word from the safety team that strollers, chairs, and such aren't allowed in the emergency roads. This kind of talk followed for quite a while, with her creating quite a scene, mentioning numerous times that she knew the boss slash showrunner slash director. She used a lot of different names for him. Now, what I didn't know was that one of the other crew had gotten hold of the big man himself and asked him to come down. So after maybe 10 minutes of very fruitless conversation, he arrives and takes over for me, trying to explain to this lady that she has to move. She gets very aggressive with the change in person and threatens the big man himself with getting fired. Now, I'd like to think I'm usually pretty good at keeping my cool, but I lost it. 
I begin laughing like a lunatic, and the few around me who overheard it and know who the big man is also began laughing, which only made Karen even more frantic as she began screaming, Shut up, all of you! I know the man who runs this entire market, and I'm going to get you all fired! I almost fall over myself laughing. So the big man himself asks Karen, So who exactly is it that you know? And to my surprise, she actually knows the name of the big man and says it straight to his face. So the big man himself confirms that she claims to know him personally. And lo and behold, he just reaches for his ID. And I could see the look on her face when she realized that it was in fact him. She quickly grabbed her son, her chair, her stroller and stormed off. Not a whole lot more happened other than a lot of laughs that evening. Ugh, classic Karen situation here. Lady, we're not trying to give you a hard time. Trust me, we don't want to talk to you any more than you want to talk to us. We wouldn't be asking you to move if it weren't necessary. We don't see you across the parking lot and just pick you out that you're going to be our target for the day and we want to make you miserable. No one cares about you that much. Sorry. The one surprising thing about this story, though, was that she did actually know the name of the big guy. My guess is she had a friend who worked there or something like that, and they just threw that name out. So she took that and used it as power. The thing is, though, if you actually knew the big man, you wouldn't be making problems where he's trying to run a business. Even if you do know him, that doesn't mean you can just do whatever you want. It's an emergency road. There's a lot of people here. It needs to be available. Get over it. Move your crap. You can submit your own stories to be featured here on the channel. The story submission link is in the description below. And don't forget to subscribe. Karen tries to steal my chair at my kid's baseball game and then calls the cops on me. I always mention that I live in a small town because those who haven't read my stuff need to grasp that it's a small town. And you do things in a small town you wouldn't necessarily do in a larger one. You also tend to run into a lot of entitled parents, especially if you have anything to do with the school system or young people. I have one of those personalized deluxe folding camp chairs with a drink holder, pop-up table, and umbrella. It's very nice and pretty much lives in my trunk. Normally, you would watch a possession like that very carefully in a public place. It's a small town, so it's not generally a big issue. You set it up and wander off to talk with people and stuff like that. Besides, it has my name on it, so that helps. Reserved seating wherever I set it up. I love baseball. It's probably my favorite spectator sport. My nephew was on his high school team, and it was a great team. I never missed a home game. On this day, I set up my chair without the umbrella. Then, I wandered over to the concession area to get some nachos and a drink. I wandered back and someone is sitting in my chair. I was understandably puzzled. It's my chair. It has my name on it. More importantly, the person sitting in it knows that it's not their chair. This has never happened before. I place my drink on the bleachers and eat a couple of nachos while pondering the situation. After the third or fourth chip, I decide to say something. Uh, excuse me, this is my chair. No one was sitting in it. First come, first served. That's not how that works. I own the chair. Just sit on the bleachers. No, I'm gonna sit in my chair. You're gonna move. No, I'm not. I got here first and I have a child playing baseball today. I deserve this spot. Go away. Lady, this is not the majors. Everyone here has a kid playing. I know the parents of every kid on our team. You're not one of them. 
It doesn't matter anyway because it's my chair. I'm the mother of a kid on the opposing team. They sit on the other side. Fine. She stands up and proceeds to try and take my chair with her. I snatched it out of her hands. Give me that chair. No, it's mine. I'll call the police. No need. They're already here. I point out several people. That guy and that guy and that guy over there. Their kids were on the team. Jerk! You just figured that out? Pretty slow on the uptake there, princess. She wandered off and I sat down in my chair to enjoy my nachos. A few minutes later, she's back with the only cop actually in uniform. That's my seat. I was sitting there first. Oh, hi, original poster. What's up? Crazy people doing crazy things. You? This woman's claiming she was here first and you took her seat. Not possible. It is possible. I was here first and then you came and demanded I move and stole my seat. I own the chair. It doesn't matter. I was here first. I was actually here first. Then I went to get snacks. No, I was here first and I need that spot to watch my son play ball. I had to be the first one here because I own the chair. It didn't arrive before I did. I put it here. Your son plays for the other team and they sit on the other side. If you hadn't been in the wrong place, you couldn't have tried to steal my chair. Now go away. At this point, there are several out-of-uniform cops just milling around watching and trying not to crack up. This woman is getting more and more upset, and I'm just not. They know me and can see I'm playing with her. Ma'am, you need to leave this woman and her chair alone. Please go to the other side and sit on the bleachers. But the chair is nicer and I was here first. Ma'am, she brought the chair and put it here. She does this every game. She owns it and that makes it hers. You need to leave now. You don't want to spoil the game for your son. I'm a single mother. I'm not surprised. How dare you be so rude? Your parents should have taught you some respect. My parents taught me not to steal. They also taught me not to allow some idiot to try and push me around. If you don't leave, I'm going to press charges for your attempted theft that you've admitted to and then report you to your school and have you banned from all future away games. Go to the bleachers on the other side and leave me alone. Now. She looked from me to the cop, who nodded, and moved back towards the bleachers on the other side. There was a kid in the opposing dugout who looked decidedly embarrassed. The jerk glared at me all through the game. It was great. I'm not sure who this lady thinks she's fooling. It's obvious the chair isn't yours. You know that. The owner knows that. I don't know why you're trying to play this game. If you wanted a nice chair with a better spot to view the game or something like that, then you should have brought your own. You don't get to just claim one on the side. I get the feeling it was just a really nice chair and she just wanted to sit in it. There's literally nothing else going on here. She just saw it as a more comfortable spot and was going to cause a fuss until she got her way. Thankfully, that didn't happen. Our original poster handled this really well. Whale of a woman tries to attack my mom in a Walmart parking lot. This is an incident that occurred before I was born so I know of it only via my parents' retelling. My mom is utterly mortified and hates talking about it, but it seems to be one of my dad's favorite stories about her, so it gets told. Back when my parents were first engaged, they were just out of college, completely broke, and living in a crappy apartment right next to train tracks that kept them up at night. Because they were broke, they found themselves having to cut costs on most things, which meant shopping at places that they may not necessarily be a fan of. 
My mom hates Walmart. She's hated it ever since she saw a lady walking around with practically her entire butt hanging out back when she was a kid. But this incident just cemented my mom's hatred of the place. It was August and my mom was headed out to make a grocery run. Dad stayed home doing lord knows what as mom piled into their rattling piece of crap car and headed off to Walmart. It was hot that day. And I mean hot. Summers where I live can get over to 30 degrees Celsius, or about 100 degrees Fahrenheit, easily, plus humidity with no breeze. You end up feeling like a potato in a crock pot, your insides melting as your outsides burn. It's utterly miserable. So my mom heads into the Walmart, happy to be there if only because it's out of the heat, and notices with a pang of sympathy that all the employees are in full-length pants, socks, shoes, and heavy-looking t-shirts. No shorts, no sandals, no thin tank tops. For the cashiers, this wasn't too bad, as the interior of the Walmart was a frigid paradise. But the same could not be said for the poor unfortunate cart wranglers, whose heavy clothes were drenched with sweat as they were forced to cross the asphalt expanses and round up the silver chariots left all in their lonesome. The shopping goes fine. My mom picks up what she needs, pays, and heads back out into the broiling muck of the outdoors. She loads her groceries into her car and puts her cart back where it goes because that's not hard to do. As she's about to get into her car, she sees an absolute whale of a woman dump a whining baby into a rusty car and push her empty cart out into the middle of the lot. Mom has worked retail jobs. Lots and lots of retail jobs. What this lady just did was a jerk move, especially considering the fact that one of those cart docks was literally right next to her vehicle. She could have just leaned her impressive mass about six inches to the left and pushed the cart in there. Instead, she shoves it into the middle of the lot, where it'll not only potentially impede cars, but will also have to be retrieved by some poor employee, who will likely be nearly run over trying to get it, because this is a Walmart parking lot and people drive like jerks. So my mom sighs, walks over, and pushes the cart into the dock, rolling her eyes slightly as she does so. She's heading back to her car when she hears a door slam and a, Hey, you! She turns around to see this mountain of a woman lumbering towards her, the asphalt shaking as her five chins jiggle with every thundering footstep. She comes to a halt directly in front of my mother, her maybe 5'10 mass looming over my 5'0 flat mother, the resulting shadow providing a break from the blazing sun. Yes, my mother says, very confused. The lady then launches into a tirade. Mom says she doesn't remember the exact words. But the general idea was this lady thought my mom was being snarky, insulting her somehow by putting her cart back for her. My mom defended herself, saying that she only moved the cart because where it had been was dangerous. To which the woman roars, Are you saying I'm setting a bad example for my child? Gesturing back towards her rust bucket of a car, my mom then notices that all of the windows are rolled up. And she freezes. Like I said, I wasn't born yet. But by this point, my mom knew that she did indeed want to be a mother. So, as a prospective mother, she's even more appalled at this woman's actions than an average person might be. Ma'am, she says, trying to de-escalate the situation, I'm not implying that you're setting a bad example for your child. I will say, however, that it's incredibly hot today. So even if it's only for a few moments, you really shouldn't leave your kid in a sealed, Are you calling me a bad mother, you little jerk? The woman bellows, her hands balling up into fists. 
Mom glares. She's been in a bad mood most of the day, so she's about done with this lady. You know what, my mom says? Yes, I am calling you a bad mother. For leaving your infant in a closed car when it's hotter than heck out here. You'd rather pick a fight over a shopping cart than stop your baby from being boiled alive? That seems like pretty bad parenting to me. The lady gasps, then socks my mother across the face hard enough to snap her head to the side. You little C-word, she hisses, rearing back for another swing. How dare you? She doesn't get to finish the sentence, as my mom cuts her off by kicking her in the side of the knee, hard. I can understand why this lady picked a fight with my mom. She was clearly looking to throw down, and as I mentioned, my mother was tiny. She's 5 nothing, about 21 at the time, though she looked maybe 18, and fairly skinny. This woman was built like a particularly flabby brick wall. My mom should have been an almost ridiculously easy target, but she didn't count on one particular thing. My mom used to be a farmhand. She did a lot of heavy manual labor. She was much, much stronger than she looked. And being a very small woman who had moved to live near a large crime-ridden city, she had a basic understanding of how to take down someone bigger than her. The whale yells, bending over to grip her knee. My mom takes advantage of the height change to jab her in the throat, effectively knocking the wind out of the woman. Before she can get back up, my mom runs to the lady's car and is relieved to find it still unlocked. She ripped the door open, pulled the kid in his car seat, which was unsecured, mind you, out of the car, set him down under the shade of the awning of the cart dock so he wouldn't be directly in the sun, briefly checked to see if he was okay, he was, he'd only been in there about a minute or so, and then promptly made a run for it, as she didn't want to run the risk of having the cops show up. She knew she could claim self-defense as the woman hit her first and did so hard enough to make her nose bleed, but she also knew that throat punches were generally frowned upon, and that she got that jerk's kneecaps pretty good, so she didn't exactly want to test that theory. My dad said she came bursting into the apartment, plastic shopping bags dangling off her arms, blood dripping down her face, eyes wide and wild as she launched into a tirade about what just happened. It took him about 40 minutes to stop laughing, and he's never let her forget it. What a piece of work this woman is. First, there's just the jerk move of leaving the cart in the middle of the lot. Then, when the mother of this story is a good Samaritan and goes ahead and puts it away, she goes and picks a fight with her, essentially saying that she was making her look bad. So, if you knew it was the wrong thing to do, why'd you do it? You think getting in someone's face and starting a fight is making you better in this situation? And then there's the case of leaving your kid in the car. Come on. Mothering 101. You don't do that. Ever. For any amount of time. Getting this upset at somebody that you think is implying that you're being a bad mother, and then proceeding to be a bad mother, is only proving their point. I hit my jerk neighbor with the old Uno reverse card. One day, I came home from work and someone else's car was parked out front of my house. No big deal, I park outside my neighbor's house. When I wake up the next day and go out to my car to leave for work, there's a note tucked under my windshield. I unfold it and it reads, Don't ever park here again or else. 
in a font so large it takes up the whole page of paper. I folded it up, placed it in my glove box, and there it sat for nearly a year, until the day he parked out front of my house. I tucked the note he left me on his window and went to bed. The next day, as I was enjoying my morning coffee, I watched his wife go to get in the car and noticed the note. She read it with a puzzled look that quickly turned to rage. I thought she would storm over to ask me about it, but apparently she recognized her husband's handwriting and went to ask him. He had to sheepishly explain to her that he had left it on my car, and she brought him over, tail between his legs, to apologize. We had a beer. He stared at the floor the whole time. It was cool. You know, if this was something that happened all the time, I could understand him maybe being a little upset and coming over to have a conversation about what's going on there. But this was a one-time thing and he just seemed to immediately blow up about it. Just wasn't necessary at all. I don't know if you hung on to that note specifically for this purpose or just happened to have it there. But either way, it ended up coming in handy. Even if your neighbor is a bit of a jerk, at least you know he's got someone keeping him in line. When you subscribe, make sure you hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.